Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, hey, hey. If y'all waiting on me to apologize, hell gonna freeze. Uh, wait. <laughs> On the Points in the Paint podcast, everybody, we're back after uh, a week. We took a bit of a week off. Uh, we tried to do it last week. I do want to say that. Zach, I do want to say we tried, but we had some. Yeah, we did. Sonic issues. <laughs> With me being in Nevada, you being in Illinois, it was the the electronics were not working. So we're here though. now. Yeah, we're talking basketball. Yes, we are NBA basketball, baby. National Basketball Association. That's what we do right here on Points in the Paint podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's all NBA all the time. You know what I'm saying? Presented by Stadium. You know, you know what I'm saying? This podcast, wherever you get your podcast, that's where you can find us. You know what I'm saying? Point simple and plain. Play it right. Pretty easy. And you can find that podcast on Apple, Spotify. You can find us on Twitter at Points Paint. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, you can even give us a call. On our voicemail line, which will open yeah. back up as we go towards the end of the season. If you want to have your thoughts heard on whether it be your playoff team, your team didn't make the playoffs, what you're expecting down the stretch, give us a call, 773-273-9088. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the show, and we'll show everyone your mm-hmm. good take, bad take, your opinion on our takes, whatever it may be, you'll let the uh, you'll let the people hear. But, Zach, let's get what we have our one big thing the just one thing. One thing. Mm. Both of us pick mm. two different teams from the Eastern Conference for yeah. our one big pick of the week. You're going to go up north to Canada for yours. Yep, I am. And so they haven't been playing well as of late recently, but what I like about them, the Toronto Raptors here, is they're relentless, Ben. Meaning even if they do lose games, they're in the game. Now, despite the Bulls game, you know, they're coming off a loss against uh, in the recording of this podcast, they're coming off a loss against the Chicago Bulls. Bulls did a great job, you know what I'm saying, getting that funk, that three-game loser streak, you know what I'm saying. They get, look good. You know what I'm saying, get, uh, hey, your boy Caruso, he back, you know what I'm saying. They got back. Pat Williams Pat back, Pat Williams too. back, Project Pat back, too. defensive team now. I Listen, love it. Yeah, I told people don't panic, but you know what I'm saying, that's neither here it's neither here or there, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you gave me a high Get that hand up on defense, get that, I love it. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. And Patrick Williams offense, he was he was showing out too a little He's bit good. too. You know I'm saying yeah. I was I was I was enjoying that. But you know what I'm saying, Toronto, they've been on the struggle side, but my one big thing for them is that they are a relentless team and they're not gonna go anywhere and they're still fighting and climbing to potentially be out of that play in scenario. You know what I'm saying? Right now, currently they are sitting at the seventh seed, but Cleveland, you know, so that's the basketball club out there in the Eastern Conference that's been struggling as of late, you know what I'm saying, got a few injuries. You know, so I don't believe Jared Allen has return just yet and so you know what i'm saying that's a big impact him being an all-star level talent you know they're coming off a loss against los angeles lakers where you know what i'm saying lebron was doing his thing he dunked on kevin love you know what i'm saying it it was crazy you know what i'm saying but 
the Toronto Raptors, I really believe, can potentially escape if they can stay healthy, even though they're you know saying losing some games recently. They could potentially get out of that play-in scenario down this final stretch of the NBA season, man. Yeah, they're only two games out. Uh, they're only two games in front of the eighth spot, so they can kind of control their own destiny. If they just keep winning games here, they're going to be able to stay in that seventh spot, uh, maybe move up to the sixth spot mm-hmm. where the Cavaliers sit, and they're only one game behind the Cavaliers get out of See that I mean? scenario. It's kind of nice. And the thing is, Zach, all season long, maybe I haven't said it enough on the podcast, but I'm always kind of amazed at how poorly the Raptors can be sometimes. Like, this should be a top-five team in the Eastern Conference with who they have. And they've suffered through injuries. OG Ananobi being out, of course, hurts them. And Fred Van Vliet dealing with a knee injury, that's going to hurt them too. But this is a team that has length. And we saw that in their game against the 76ers. Uh, on the road, they were playing in Philly. They used their length to disrupt the team. And everyone on that team is just long. They can play lineups where everyone is over six foot five, And they all have wingspans that are like six foot eight or longer. <laughs> which come playoff time is going to be a hassle for a lot of these teams. So the Raptors, I think, are one of those sneaky teams where if they get healthy and they like figure out how to, you know, shoot the three ball a little bit better or, or maybe, I mean, they're a really good defensive team, but I, I don't really know 100% what their issue is all season because you look at that lineup and on paper, they should be top five. They, this should be a team everyone fears because they're, they're fairly balanced. They're tall. They're lengthy. And that's what you need in today's NBA. Yeah, but I don't know if I'll go as far as, say, top five. I know top six for sure, but in terms of the top five scenario, I'm not really sure, only because of who can get a bucket outside, you know what I'm saying, down the stretch sure. for them outside of Fred Van Fleet. You know what I'm saying? Pascal, he's a little inconsistent at times. You know what I'm saying? He tries, but I feel like he just needs to be more so you know, around the paint area as opposed to the perimeter. Because if he was, you know, I feel like yeah. it would be a way different scenario if he was a little more aggressive down low. I don't know if he don't like doesn't like contact or what the scenario is, but you know what I'm saying watching him in that Bulls matchup, it was very frustrating not seeing him down low. Maybe getting on offensive, you know, offensive glass. You know what I'm saying? He likes to, he likes to, you know, to take off with the rock. You know what I mean? Off the rebound, but he's not ever really in position to be on a defensive glass to even push the ball after the rebound either. And so when you have those type of scenarios where he's kind of out of place, out of position at times, can't really succeed on offensive end. Yeah. And this is a team that is young too. I mean, you have guys like Scotty Barnes, Preston Achua. Like this is, this is a, this is a team that has room to grow and I think will be good for the next four to five years if everyone stays together. But it is it is something that I've always wondered why. And I think it is because that lack of of score, right? That lack of score that they have. If, if Fred Van Vliet's being covered and he's not he's a great score, but he's he's a little short. And this is an NBA. This is a grown man's league. Zach, so you're, you're going to have guys that just tower over him. He's going to struggle to get baskets sometimes, especially towards the end of games when they're expecting him to be the go-to guy. It's really easy for defenses to uh, to just stand in front of him and, and use their length and size to beat him. So that's what's they're they're going to need to figure that out before playoff time is how to kind of mm-hmm. work around Fred VanVleet being their go-to guy. And some guys may have to grow up faster than they're expecting to, but if Scotty they do, Barnes. maybe Scotty Barnes becomes the guy for them. In Toronto, the Eastern Conference team I wanted to talk about for my one big thing is the Boston Celtics. We were counting oh, them yeah. out 
back in November, back in December, we were saying the yeah. Boston Celtics not playing well. Uh, they, they weren't <laughs> living up to expectations. What are we going to do? Jalen Brown, we're going to have to trade Brown, Jason Tatum. What are, where, what's the roster going to look like down the road? <clears throat> but here we are, Zach. <laughs> we're in middle of March. They're 21 and four in their last 25 games. That's insane. When you showed me that, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Their their defense is unbelievable. They have a top five, top three defense. I think they're the best defense since the All-Star break. Something has just turned on in Boston. And we saw a game a couple games ago. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, both putting up 30 points each. And if if they can do that consistently in the playoffs with the defense that they play, I may have to put some money on the Boston Celtics to win the title right now for a few Ooh, weeks because listen, it's real good. And that means that, you know what I'm saying, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to grow up real fast. You know what I'm saying? Come playoff time, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to playing the likes of Giannis or the likes of a Kevin Durant, you know what I mean? And so when you have – or Jimmy Butler, you know what I'm saying, because he was able to push, you know what I'm saying, that Miami Heat team in the bubble to the NBA championship. So, listen, this Eastern Conference playoff this year – Man, listen, this is going to be probably one of the best Eastern Conference playoffs that we've had in like, man, I don't know, maybe like 15 years, man, maybe. I don't know. It's going to be so tough. There should be, there should literally be no sweeps. Like there should be no sweeps in the Eastern playoffs this year because even an eighth seed can mess around and be the Brooklyn Nets. And man, listen, Miami Heat do not want to have to play. You got Kyrie, even Kyrie got to go to Miami. Okay, fine. They still be able to get it done because he may have an all, you know, all world performance in Miami when he's available and can't play in Brooklyn for the Brooklyn games. Then, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully Ben Simmons comes back for them. You know what I'm saying? That'll put them over the top, you know, defensively. And so, man. There's so many good teams. The, Cel- the Celtics, you got Robert Williams growing up. He's looking like a defensive, all defensive player. Man, the ceiling so the ceiling is just it's up there, man. The ceiling's the roof. The As Michael Jordan said, the ceiling is the roof for the Eastern Conference. It's about time, Zach. It's about time the Eastern Conference is good. It's been yeah. like, at least, like you said, at least ten years. When I was growing up in high school, into college, it was the Western Conference. It was all the Western Conference was the was the teams to beat, the best teams yep. in the league. But you and I, we both know Eastern time, Central time, they're the best times in the country. So it's about time the Eastern Conference (laughs) follows that and shows the world why the Eastern part of the NBA is really the better one. And I think we're going to see some of the best series in the playoffs come out of the Eastern Conference. But I do think we see the most upsets come from the Western Conference. I really do, because I think Mm. the Western Conference... I don't want to say it's more open than the Eastern Conference, but you just look mm-hmm. up and down, and you know the Timberwolves as the seventh seed. I could see oh, them yeah. upsetting the Grizzlies. You know, you, you know, you look through those these matchups right now and where well, they stand. I talked about that, yeah. And a lot of these teams, other than like the Suns, unless Chris Paul is going to be out through the playoffs, and then even the mm-hmm. Suns, I think, are beatable in a series from some of these six, seven, or eight seeds in the West. So I really think the West is more open to upsets, but the Eastern Conference, man, those playoffs, the series are going to get brutal. Gonna You're going to see points going to go five, seven, five, six, seven games. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a dogfight, man. Listen, you know the matchup that'll be crazy, though, that it, that I know you would like to see. You know what I'm saying? The Mavericks and the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? You got you got your boy Luca. You got your boy Luca, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, trying to, he trying to get out that first round. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's got out the first round yet, but he's trying to get out that first round. And then you got, you know what I'm saying, the Jazz – 
their narrative is what? You know what I'm saying? Regular season team. They can't you know get saying? to the finals. They can't get to, you know, can't get to the finals. You know what I'm saying? Can't reach the pedestal, the top pedestal of where they once were, you know what I'm saying? Back in there, Carl Malone and John Stockton days. You feel me? Where they were going to the NBA finals and they were winning the West. It hasn't been like that in quite some time. And so, you know what I'm saying? That, you got that matchup potentially. You got your boy, Jokic, playing against the Warriors. That could be one. Ooh, wee. Man, let's NBA playoffs is on its way, people. It's on its way, people, man. It's going to be so exciting, man. I'm so, I'm getting so geeked for the playoffs, man. Got those goosebumps. And we're going to have some fun content come NBA playoff time for sure from this podcast. Maybe a couple episodes a week. Oh yeah. Maybe some live, maybe some live stuff, you know, opportunities and possibilities are 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 endless. Are endless. (laughs) Uh, it's prison time, Jack. Right to jail. Let's, let's, let's put on the uniforms. Hate to do it. Get those handcuffs out. Throw yeah. some team, someone in prison, and I think you're the one that's throwing something, and it's a team oh, in the yeah. NBA prison this week. And who are you throwing gotcha. in jail? Man, listen. And you know what's crazy, though? Like, they've been kind of winning a little bit. Like, well, no, I won't even say that. Because it's been the other team that they, they made the transactions with. That team has been winning. I'm talking about the Sacramento Kings. And for those who don't know, Sacramento Kings, they made some moves They're an NBA at a point team. in time. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are an NBA team. First Barely. and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Barely. But they definitely are an NBA franchise here. You know what I'm saying? A part of the association. We may not talk about them that Amazingly. much on the Points in the Pain There's podcast. No Why would we talk about them? <laughs> and that's because they're very, very bad. I'm talking extremely bad. I'm talking to the point where they've had 16 consecutive losing NBA seasons. And that's like an NBA record. In like NBA history, folks, like it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And what's sad about it the most is that they made a trade in February. You know what I'm saying? To get some bonus <laughs> from the Indiana Pacers, trading Ray Tyrese, Hallen Burton being, and what happened? They still suck. They've lost it up. ten in a row. They've lost their last ten games. The Sacramento Kings. So we gotta lock it up, man. Throw away the key. I'm sorry, De'Aaron Fox. You my man. You K all day. BBN, Big Blue Nation. You know what I'm saying? I I feel for you, man, because I know you can ball, but y'all out there get throw. Y'all look so terrible. Y'all worse than Orlando. You know what I'm saying? They worse than the Magic. Being you know the Magic been struggling, giving up sixties and fifties and forties. You know what I'm saying? To opposing players, but. This man, listen. Oh, in your last ten, oh, in your last ten, and that's pretty tough, man. Sacramento Kings got to get it to better. Got to get it together, yeah. man. The thing with the thing with tanking that the Sacramento Kings don't seem to understand is you you have to eventually get better after tanking for a couple of years, but they just continue to tank. That's their thing. Is we're just gonna keep tanking. We're we're gonna keep getting those top draft picks. That's the way we're gonna keep people interested. We're gonna keep people coming to see these young rookies, and then they're not gonna do anything during the regular season. That's that's the Kings' business plan at this point. Because I don't know why else they would be doing anything. They got Sabonis. Darren Fox has been in and out of the lineup recently because he's been hurt. But you're not gonna win anything with just Sabonis. You're not gonna win anything with just De'Aaron Fox. And Sabonis, you need those role players. You need the guys around them. You need shooting. And now that you got rid of Buddy Heald, you need some more shooting. And I really like Davion Mitchell. I really do. But again, he's young. He's not going to be someone that gets you to deep into the playoffs this year and next year. So stuff needs to get figured out in Sacramento. And we've been saying this for far too long. Far too long. I think two presidential administrations ago we were saying this. So it's been a long time. The Kings have not had anything together in Sacramento. 
it's about time we throw him in NBA jail. And it's going to be a while before I think they come out. Oh, yeah, they yeah, they they like them for a little minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, until we see a record above 500 from the Sacramento Kings, man, or they make some moves in terms of front office changes, you know what I'm saying, get the coaching situation, you know what I'm saying, steady, consistent, you know what I'm saying? Not firing coaches, hiring, need. you know what I'm saying? Revolving door over and over again. Man, listen, they just need some consistent structure. They need to go ahead and put me in there, man. Put us in there, Ben. You know what I'm saying? Let me go ahead and GM it up. You know what I'm saying? I know what to do. I feel do. like we do a good job. I feel like I know I do a good job because, listen, first of all, we, we starting off with the salary cap. We giving out all pay cuts, okay? Because first and foremost, y'all out here making too much money and y'all this bad. So we finna reduce some contracts so that we get folks out here that really want to ball at a low price. We gonna do it, but we gonna budget it out. You know what I'm saying? If you want 20 million, you gotta at least be able to score 20 points on my team. <laughs> That's just how I got Wow. It. You're going in with the harsh attitude. See, I'm thinking I'm coming in, gonna be a GM. I gotta find a good coach. And I, I don't, really know who would want to come over and coach the Kings is the problem. So I think you have to grab like an assistant from somewhere. So you just, you look at the top teams. I mean, hell you look at like a Nick nurse assistant. I think he's, he's got a good track record of, of having really good and smart coaches on his squad. Maybe like a Budenholzer assistant or something like that. Just oh, yeah. grab an assistant who's looking to be a head coach, bring him into uh, NBA know. Siberia and change the stuff up because the team is not going to be better <laughs> until you have a good coach. Darvin Ham, yeah, I saw like him going to get. Yeah, I'm a gentry, but I'm going to get Darvin. <laughs> Alvin, yeah, he a little past his prime a little bit. Little you know I'm saying? He might, he <laughs> might need, he may need a team that has you know a little more veterans. You know That's a yes. younger team. It may be a disconnection between Alvin Gentry and the Sacramento Kings. Now on the flip side, you know what I'm saying, Darvin Ham, you know what I'm saying, he ain't too old, he out there, you know, assistant coach, he on the sidelines with Budenhoser. You feel me? That'd be a nice coach for the Sacramento Kings for me if I'm there a GM, you, you know what I'm saying, that I get the roster together, you know what I'm saying, get all the right pieces, you know, then look, first off, they going to suck. So, you know what I'm saying, I'm probably get Paolo. Nothing Jamal. new. <laughs> Nothing new for Sacramento. It's just yep. par for the course. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get Jabari or probably, you know what I'm saying, Paolo Banchero out of, you know what I'm saying, out of Duke or Auburn. That got me a wing, that, you know what I'm saying, to fill it out with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis. Boom. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we active now. So now we can win at least, coming out the gate, we should get at least 33 wins right there. Wow. Get, That's a 32 win team. Then look, we try to get Imani Bates the next year, <laughs> and then we really look. We're gonna be so cold in about two. Look, I'm pushing the button fast. You know what I'm saying? And then listen, anybody, anybody asking for some money? You know what I'm saying? Look, they gonna get traded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we gonna get some more wow. assets. We gonna take the Sam Presti approach just a tad bit. Get some more picks. Gonna get 300 gonna picks in seven years. Yeah, I'll see how that works. Listen, anything at this point would be better for the Sacramento Kings. Um, mm-hmm. Dunk or deny. Let's play a little Wait. dunk or deny. Buy or sell. I'm going to be dunking with the Detroit Pistons, Zach. Detroit. The team from your home state. The Detroit mm-hmm. Pistons. You know why? Because they're making people money. They Wait. are underrated, quite literally, in the market. Because the Detroit okay. Pistons are 8-2 and two against the spread. Eight mm. and two in their last ten games against the spread. They are top top ten in the NBA against the spread, but they're against the spread record. Yet they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. So something yes, there's a little discrepancy there that you're looking at and you're thinking, all right, what what's going on here? It looks like the market is undervaluing 
the Detroit Pistons. They're playing their butts off in a lot of these games. Cade Cunningham is coming in and scoring points. Sadiq Bey is putting up 50 burgers out of nowhere for no reason. He's good. And don't get me wrong. He's a good player prop to bet if you're looking for some point rebounds, assist player prop over. Sadiq Bey is the way to go. But scoring 50 points, if you get Sadiq Bey scoring 50 points on you, you got to take a little time out. You got to go reassess your values a little bit as a team, as a defense. If you're going to let Sadiq Bay mm-hmm. score 51 points on you, but <laughs> the Pistons are good, Zach. They're they're showing everyone that they're a, that they're a hustling team, that they're a hardcore team that really comes and they play and they play better than people expect because they're against the spread record. Um, and it's pretty impressive to see a team that's that bad be top 10 in against the spread this whole season. So a Good for them. I'm riding with them. They're making people money. If you're looking on a team to bet, bet the Detroit Pistons. But do not bet them if they are a favorite. Because before the show, back before <laughs> on Tuesday, and I was making my notes on Monday, they were 9-1 and one against the spread in their last yep. 10. And, and I told this to you, and you, your head exploded. Because they were a minus 9.5 against the Pistons. Yeah, that was too high. <laughs> Trailblazers are good. Trailblazers are, excuse me, Trailblazers are bad. They're not that bad. They're not. They're yeah. not nine and a half points worse than the. They won the game outright, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So, as long as the Pistons are underdogs, go for it. Favorites, stay away. Stay but, away. Uh, shout out Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Detroit basketball, man, the Pistons. They are been a scrappy team as of late, being in games and covering, as you mentioned. I'm saying four and six in their last ten, lost two in a row. But I can guarantee you beat the game before the last one. I can guarantee you they covered. <laughs> so it'll don't bet them out right. There you go. But always take them as the underdog because they're gonna fight hard. And that line is probably gonna be something outrageous. It's probably gonna yeah. be a double digit. Probably going to be a double digit, you know what I'm saying, let's spread. And so that's going to give, you know, some those boys some confidence to go out there, fight hard, and try to keep that game close, keep it tight, depending on who they playing. All right, who are you dunking with? Ooh, wait. listen, got to dunk with these boys, man, because they playing so hard. They playing so well. And, you know what I'm saying, we've been, we talk about it from time to time throughout this season, where they going to end up. We talked about it when they were bad. You know what I'm saying, they kind of fell off in the beginning of the year. That's the Minnesota Timber Wolves, hey, bro. So well as of late out there in the West, man. They doing their thing, man. Cat Carl Anthony Towns, he had the sixty burger, thirty two points in one Ooh. quarter in the third. You know what I'm saying? During March Madness, you know what I'm saying? That just kind of went under the rug during March Madness. You know what I'm saying? The sixty piece hold the fries from Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns, man. Listen, it was spectacular, man. I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? I watched that game. I rewatched it again. And just to see how he was just in his bag. He was on a whole different level. And they try to get out of that play in the Minnesota Timberwolves. They really are. You know what I'm saying? They're currently sitting seventh. I'm saying, but they can mess around and catch Denver, the Denver Nuggets on that sixth spot and really see, you know what I'm saying, what the business is, if they can catch and run into a team like, you know what I'm saying, a Warriors team that's not as healthy as they may have want to be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Shout out to the Timberwolves. They shooting three-point shot. I mean, their, their three-point shooting has been tremendous, just tremendous, mm-hmm. that three-point shooting team. And, Zach, I hate – Hate, hate Patrick Beverly as a player. Mm. I, I can't stand the guy, but you can't, like you okay. can't ignore the fact what he's done. He is that, you know, veteran presence. He's the guy that shows up defensively. He does all the dirty work for a young team that doesn't really understand or know how to do that dirty work yet. So he just does it all and he annoys the other team as much so the young guys can do their thing. Carl Anthony Towns can do his thing. Anthony Edwards is developing into an incredible player. You know, this, this yes. team 
as the foundations of, of a team that can be really good in the next couple of years. They're good now, but they can be really good in the next couple of years down the road. Um, who am I denying? <laughs> I feel like I've done this like every other week, and it's James Harden. I, I think I've thrown James Harden in oh, NBA. Damn. I'm yeah, he's, probably, he's still in there. <laughs> so here, here, he is still in. He's still in. No one's done anything yet to it. You haven't used your get-out-of-jail free card. He hasn't oh, played well he, enough he, to get out of jail. <laughs> but here's my question to you. Is is James Harden just a star now? Because he used to be a superstar. He was a superstar. The guy was winning MVPs. He was putting up 30 burgers every night. Couldn't stop him shooting. Is he is he just a star now? Did he lose that superstar tag he hasn't had a 30 point game yet since joining the Sixers, which shocked mm-hmm. me when I looked at the, when I looked at the box score. He hasn't scored 30 points yet since he joined Philly. That's he had a game where he went that. 0 for 4 from 3. Yep. He, uh, it's insane. To, it's insane to think about James Harden going 0 for 4 from 3. Uh, both those numbers are kind of insane, to be quite honest, when you think about it against it Toronto. Is. And he's shooting 34% from 3 since he joined Philly, which is, like top or bottom two, bottom three percentage that he's been shooting in his career. It's just, I don't know if it's his age. I don't know if it's the schemes that he's been playing in Philly, but man, Harden has not impressed. And I know the 76ers hmm. have been good when he's been on the team. They have a positive record. I think it's like 11 and five, 11 and six or something. But Harden himself has disappointed. Well, in the last contest, he didn't play. I think it was due to rest. Mm-hmm. And to answer the question, is he a superstar? <clears throat> Popular opinion, there are, people probably say yes. You know what I'm saying? The flash, oh. the highlight, you know what I mean? The, the, the popular opinion is probably going to be yes. He is a superstar. Now, you're asking me right now. And so I'll say no. He just He's just a star. But for me, there's been a lot of players like that. Mm-hmm. There's always been a lot of players like that. For me, that's been just star-level talent. And that includes Jimmy Butler. That includes the likes of Paul George. That Chase includes, Tatum. Uh, he's on the way up. I think he's, he's on the be way a up. I think he is, he possibly is a superstar. I would probably he's give Tatum. He's uh, he's yeah he's on the fence more swords. You know what I'm saying? Towards superstardom. Same with same thing with uh, Jalen Brown and uh, obviously the likes of. I would even I would even argue Trey Young as well. He's he's coming along yeah. to that superstardom. I would even argue that as well out there in the East. But in hindsight, man, James Harden is just like I get it. You know, say he won like you said, he won MVP, so that kind of puts you in that superstar conversation always. But it's just like, okay, you win that award, that's a regular season award. What do you do come playoff time when it matters the most? When the lights are bright, last five minutes of a game. You know, what I'm saying the closing players that you see across from you, the Kevin Durant's, the Giannis's of the world. You know what I mean? Even what I even go to, I even go taking a step further and we'll talk Chicago Bulls and go DeRozan. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do come when it's time to knuckle down and play against guys who are going to be coming at you night in and night out in the Eastern Conference? And he's been folding. So I'm right with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm right with you. Disappointing. So I'm denying James Harden. What are you <laughs> denying? This is, this is going to be a little spicy. I'm interested. It's to a little this. spicy, just a tad bit. And. I'm denying the New York mandate vaccine rule right now. You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous at this point. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just about, it ain't just about sports. You feel me? Like, we're not just about to change this for the benefit 
of, you know what I'm saying, one player or, you know what I'm saying, players that currently are in the state of New York as professional athletes, whether it be, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the Knicks, the Nets, the Yankees, the Mets, you know what I'm saying, whether, no matter, you know what I'm saying, no matter what yeah. team it is, you know what I'm saying, don't make no difference, you know what I'm saying? They're not above, they're not above a rule, they're not above a mandate, a law, whatever. However, it just doesn't make any sense. For Kyrie Irving to be able to be in the building, but can't do his job. Like, that's like, that's where it gets bizarre. Like, that's where, it, like, it looks silly. Like, it really looks silly. Like, you could, like, maybe you, you may, you may not agree with this being, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But I just find it very silly. You know what I'm saying? And I do think Kyrie should go get the, uh, the shot for sure. You know what I'm saying? Without question. I definitely believe that he should go and just get the shot. And so we won't have to worry about this anymore. But, you know what I'm saying, it's his body, it's what he wants to do with it, you know what I'm saying, and that he has every right for that, you know what I'm saying, all the freedoms in the world for that, you know what I'm saying, whatever you want to do with your body, it's your choice. But I just find this rule for the vaccine mandate in New York being to be very, very, very silly. Kevin Durant touched on it. He even called out the mayor, you know what I'm saying, Mayor Adams in the you know city of New York, and so... Yeah, I just find it to be very strange that Kyrie Irving can be in the building. He can be in Barclays, but can't do his job. It's just crazy. He can't be playing. Yeah, it's it's definitely goofy. It's one of those things where it's it's taken the it's a right idea and they just enact it in a very stupid way. And I mean we see that all over the place with different things. But for something like this, it's like I get it. I think it's 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 a good idea in theory to help people get vaccinated and and as a way to, to make sure everyone, as many people as you can, can get vaccinated and be healthy and safe. But it's enacted in a really dumb way. And it's it's preventing a thing like Kyrie Irving when you when you have him allowed to be there, or, you know, can show up and do practice or can do things. But then when he can go play basketball in the court, you know, next door, he can't play. It's it's not consistent. It mm-hmm. doesn't help. And the thing, too, is it being not consistent and it being kind of like a dumb and non logical rule it hurts the rule in general then because people then look at everything with skepticism on that and it really ends up just hurting the cause of trying to get people vaccinated when you have this really stupid rule that doesn't make any sense and really isn't enforced consistently it just hurts the whole thing altogether so it would be better if they made the guidelines either stricter if that's the way they wanted to go and just say all right he can't show up period if he's not vaccinated then at least it's consistent or just say all right this is silly. This is a little ridiculous. Optic-wise, it's not good. We'll get rid of it, Kyrie. You can go. You can play. It's fine. They can go that way, too. And people will be on either side, which way they should go. But it makes sense for them just to pick a lane and go for it. You can't stop straddling both lanes here. Yeah, it's making you know people saying? upset. It's making people, mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense here. So they got to pick a lane and go with it. And it is ridiculous that he's, like, doing this. And you see him there, and he's like, all right, well, you can't go on the court, though, and start playing because of this mandate. But you can be here. You can be here, and it's fine. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Now, what did you see on Twitter? <laughs> all right, so we haven't done this segment in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is... We used to, what was it? What NBA Twitter is talking about this week? What it do, baby? Yeah. Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic got fined $40,000 because a fan in Indy was apparently trash talking him. Trash talking started to get real deep. Talked about his family. Talked about Whoa. his grandma. Apparently, apparently, this was reported um, by Yahoo, I think, is reported that, that he, he was talking, trying to talk about his grandma who passed away from 
COVID two years ago. Yeah. Like, I understand why he got upset. He goes up to this fan. I think it was post game. Gets in a little bit of a confrontation, takes a fan's phone, just chucks it into the stands, throws it, and then walks away. Well, the NBA, of course, not happy about it, fined him $40,000. But you're looking at this and you're like, all right, like, I get it. I get him being upset. You know, this guy's like yelling about your, your dead grandma. That's, that's the line you really don't want to cross with anyone, yeah. let alone a professional athlete that could whoop you in two seconds if he wanted to. <laughs> You like he only threw the phone and didn't throw you. You feel me? Like he, he could have took it there. You know what I'm saying? He like he only threw his phone. You know what I'm saying? And, and not put his hands on him. You know what I'm saying? That might have been something sensitive that you know what I'm saying. Nurkis didn't like. You know what I'm saying? Don't be talking about my grandma. Like I lost my grandma. Not you know what I'm saying? Barely even. You know what I'm saying? And right now during this pandemic we currently in. Like don't don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So. It's so it's a thing of like indie (laughs) indie fans are just like getting on NBA players' nerves because you remember with LeBron, I think this had to have been like a month or two ago, there was a fan a courtside who was who was chirping at LeBron and LeBron like stopped the game. He bought the brought the official over and he's like this guy needs to go needs to go and the officials kicked out. It was like a couple. It was a it was a guy and a girl got kicked Mm. out of the stadium because they were saying stuff about LeBron's kids. I think is what irked him. So I don't know what I don't know what's in the water in Indy, man, but uh, they just love yelling at NBA players, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, finish it off. Your game of the week. Uh oh, you're doing another another parlay of the week. Yes, yes, doing a parlay, man. Doing a parlay again. I know we lost the last one, but that's okay. We all right. We all on one in terms of parlays here on Parts right. of the Paint Podcast. So we doubled back. So last week, folks, we did have a part. We did have a money line play of the week. It was the Detroit Pistons. If you bet on that game and you took the Pistons on that solo game, the only lone game that day, Thursday last week, Magic, Magic ended up losing to the Detroit Pistons. Pistons money line, it hit. So we are 11 and 8 and we going back to the parlay this week. And this time, I like Chicago. Because they're going to redeem themselves for the loss that they may get <laughs> Tuesday <Tonight>. night. <laughs> so they may redeem themselves come Thursday night. And they're going to get the dub on Thursday. Chicago Bulls money line. And I'm going to go ahead and parlay that with who? Jock Morant, number 12. You know what time it is. Hopefully he's back. Mm-hmm. Memphis Grizzlies, I think he will be back just in time. And I think it's going to be a national televised game, too. So, you know, the lights is bright. And you know how I do when the lights is bright. And even if it's not a national televised game, he's still going to boil out. Why? Because it's against the Indiana Pacers. And ain't nobody on that team can guard him. And then, you know what? The Chicago Bulls, they're going to handle their business, too. Against who? <laughs> Zion ain't there to be slamming and dunking and going crazy and nothing like that. So well, he's going to be slamming and dunking. <laughs> He'll be slamming and dunking some food. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, don't be doing that because he back. Look, he back working he's out. Back, he back he's looking good. You know I know. Saying? Yeah, you know what I mean? He, he, back, he back. But it only took the CJ McCollum trade for him to want to be with the team. But uh-huh. that's, neither, that's neither here or there. But I do like the Bulls Thursday night. Over the Pelicans. And I like the Grizzlies to money line. That thing is win straight up against who? The Indiana Pacers. Straight I like, like that. I love you it. Like it. Apologies take to it. Zion, but I like it. I think I'm going to take it. I, I hope they win against the Milwaukee Bucks tonight on Tuesday night. Uh, and if you know, people are listening to this on Wednesday and they didn't, 
That sucks. That's unfortunate because I was really be excited tough. for them to win. So I'll, you know I'm not having a good Wednesday. <laughs> um, but the thing I will say too, if I'm, I want to add like a little bet on in there, if you if you like the parlay, do a little side yeah. bet. Do uh, yeah. Memphis Grizzlies team total over 30 first quarter always hits. They have always. hit that, Zach. They have hit that, and I went back and I did the math since uh, January 26th. I think they have not hit over 30 points in a third first quarter. Only three times. Listen, so Only you know what I'm gonna do. Times. Ooh, you know oh, what I'm gonna do. the three leg parlay. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna do that. Listen, I'm gonna go ahead. No, nah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm keep it simple. I'm gonna do two of them. You know what I'm saying? The two, the two. I'm gonna do two, two leg parlays. You know what I'm saying? Just for the, mm. just for y'all. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about you and the other folks at work. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do a small parlay just for y'all. You know what I'm saying? The two-leg parlay, something simple. The Grizzlies, nice. <laughs> take the Grizzlies and I'm going to take the Bulls. And then I'm going to take the Grizzlies first quarter and I'm going to take the Grizzlies to win that game as well. That's how I'm going to do that. Yeah, there we go. I like how listen, I like, you shouldn't have did that. It's your fault. Grizzlies played the Pacers last week. Last Tuesday, I believe. They got over 30 points in the first quarter. Pacers defense is atrocious. I think mm. it's a good play. I think taking the Grizzlies to win first quarters from here on out is a good play. But if you really want to make money in the long run, you bet Grizzlies over 30 points. As long as it's either 29 and a half or 30 and a half. If it gets to 31 and a half, yeah, yeah. the juice is <laughs> good, then maybe you take it. But as long as it's 30 and a half or 29 and a half, I would hammer Perfect. it every single night, every single night that the, that the Grizzlies play. That's the move. Right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. This edition of Points in the Paint podcast presented by Stadium. I am Zach B. That was my main man, Ben Wittenstein. You can catch my main man, Ben, and Nate Jacobson for the sharp lessons. They drop in every week. You know what I'm saying? All your great bets from all sports. You know what I'm saying? Golf. You know what I'm saying? Nate Jacobson be coming with the golf. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he got that hot fire with the golf. You know what I'm saying? His picks. And you can catch his picks, too, on Live on the Line, too. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and throw that plug in there real quick. You know what I'm saying? You can catch Live on the Line, too. You know what I mean? But ITA, inside the association, you know what I'm saying? Shams, Cameron Smith, Pat Garrity, running the three-man weave. Hee-hee. You know what I mean? And then you got the boy, Tape Don't Lie, with who? Michael Felder. They come out. Every week, all things football, great interviews. You know that. 773-273-9088. That's where you can leave a voicemail for us. And at Points Paint on Twitter, Facebook, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You will hear from us next week. 